Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Hello. Hi. Today we're going to be playing That Time You Killed Me by Peter C. Hayward, developed by Alex Cutler and Jeff Frazier of Dinosaur Island Rawrenwright and Brew. And the artist is Jor Ross, published in 2021 by Pandasaurus Games. I have good news and bad news. The good news, you're in, you've invented time travel. <laughs> the bad news, someone is going to murder you and steal your invention. The worst news, that person is someone you know. In fact, it's the person you're going to play this game with. The worst news of all, you might not be the person who invented time travel. You might be the murderer. <laughs> So how do you know if you're the smartest person of all time or the traitor who killed them? Well, there's only one way to find out. Two, if you include, just wait a few decades and see which end of the murder you end up on. The mechanics are grid movement, king of the hill, multiple maps, scenario mission campaign game, slide push, square grid, and sudden death ending. <laughs> no, no, I definitely wrote Sudan. Sudan. So. <laughs> well, you know, well, I interpreted right. The box art, Kate, hmm. please describe what that is. Oh, my. Uh, it's pretty abstract, animated, like, um, comic book style, but there's not, like, yeah, again, it's it's fairly abstract. There's just um, a dagger going straight through the middle. There's um, some hourglasses there. I'm getting, like, a 60s advertisement. Yeah, vibe yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure, the color schemes with some of those, like, Pinks and turquoise and orange. Yeah, and kind of that like I don't want to say blocky, but like the bigger areas of color where mm -hmm. you know they just didn't have the tech to do that really fine detail color work. So they would just kind of do like bigger blocks of color. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't yeah, this is um this is something. Mm -hmm. Um would you pull it <laughs> off a shelf? Uh Kiwi. Yeah, I would pull off the shelf. The, the, uh, the idea behind it and the description like really has me intrigued. Um, and so I'm curious to, I, I think I would play it, pick it up. I, like Pandasaurus has made games I've liked, but then there's also been games that we've played that I wasn't huge on. So I don't think I would pick it up just because of the, the publisher. Right. But yeah, like I feel like the, the art is interesting and then the description kind of grabs me. So I would pick it up. Yeah, the description is what would make me pick it up. That alone would give me the yes. Um, and the mechanic list is interesting. I don't think I know all of them. Uh, even King of the Hill, I don't think yeah. I Yeah. Uh, you've played, I, I think, I feel like King of the Hill, the best example would be King of Tokyo or King of New York. Mm. So you've okay. definitely played King gotcha. of Tokyo. Yep. Um, the box art, not my style. <laughs> yeah, not a, not a huge fan of the box art. And Pandasaurus, I feel like are more misses than hits with me. So that would also be a negative, but that description is a good one. So, uh, Kate? Yeah, I mean, time travel. I'm very interested to see how that's going to play out in a game. Um. Yeah, I don't know that the the cover would would draw me in, but I don't I don't dislike it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. MVP. Uh yes, I would pick it up. Um I the box art is interesting. I do like that uh style and uh even just the the way the lettering is and obviously even just the name. So, yeah. All right. Um Jesus, how do we think it's played? <laughs> I'm curious on this one. Well, we know it's a two-player game, one versus 
one. Mm-hmm. We both think we have invented a time machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Take it from there, Kate. Grid movement. So I'm going to chase each other through time <laughs> okay. on a grid. <laughs> sure. A grid of time. Mm-hmm. It's like a one grid will be like, you know, the Renaissance and one grid will be the future and one grid will be the 80s. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's very yeah, balanced. There's, there, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's multiple maps. So it seems like, yes, you could, you could jump. You could like jump through the portal to a different map. What is the hill you're trying to be king of? Well, you don't want to get murdered. That's not mm-hmm. a hill. I, well, I feel like that's a solid. Like, you know, that's the hill is, I'm not going to die on is getting murdered. Yeah, this is no murder hill. There's no murdering allowed when I'm at the top of this hill. Great. Uh, what are we sliding and pushing? That's what I want to know. Time? Each other? Time? The maps? Pushing all time. That's what they say. I, <laughs> all time travelers know that term. In sliders, were they jumping through time or were they jumping parallel to different dimensions. planes? Yeah, parallel dimensions. Okay. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, although Quantum Leap, he did some 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 sliding between time periods. And I assume sudden death ending is literally self-explanatory when one person right, gets murdered. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh let's push some time. What's the history of uh sliders? I've never seen sliders. You've never seen slow? Oh my gosh. I don't think so. I feel like quantum 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 leap is a better show than sliders, but sliders is good. Time cop. I've seen time cop. Time cop is okay, but it's no, it's no quantum leap. Okay. Um, well, just based on the title of it, I went murder mystery. Okay. Um, and Agatha Christie is one of the first murder mystery uh, authors that comes to my mind. The genre itself, though, uh, is somewhat interesting. Detective novels. Obviously, we've talked about Sherlock Holmes before, right? Late 19th century. But in uh, 1001 uh, Arabian Nights, there were actual uh, mystery type um, stories, right? In the 1001 Nights, um, there were there was a, one about the three apples. There was another one that was kind of a whodunit, uh, almost even kind of crime of passion story. Even under the Ming Dynasty, which is roughly the 1400s in China, they have some early kind of murder mystery whodunit types, detective stories. Uh, Those usually involve uh, also supernatural beings as well, because um, some of those kind of ghost story things, very popular during that time as well. But then the 19th century is where we start to get our actual whodunit kind of genre. Edgar Allan Poe is interestingly one of the earliest, and some of his works may have actually influenced Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, because uh, some of his early characters are very reminiscent of a Dr. Watson and Mr. Holmes kind of characters. So uh, it is probable that uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle did read uh, Edgar Allan Poe before writing his own. Uh, Interestingly enough, both Sir Arthur Cannon Doyle, though I think he was uh, a knight before writing his famous books, uh, Agatha Christie would become Dane due to her uh, contributions to British literature. Mm. I know. Also, one of her books, uh, uh, she wrote a play called Mousetrap, longest running play 
in at least the West End. Uh, first uh, began on the theater in West End, London in 1952. Continued until uh, 2020. So was it based on the board game? No, uh, I don't think so. Unless oh. the board game's based on the book. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, so then it paused, obviously, in 2020 for the pandemic and actually started back up in May 2021 is one of the plays that came back up. I don't I find that fascinating that right Agatha Christie one of the most published authors, one of the most translated authors like she's up there. Uh and I mean a woman too. I'm just going to throw that one out there. She was born in 1890. Her first book wasn't published until after 1920. Uh, she was married to Mr. Christie during uh, the the first war. Uh, they had a kid, got divorced. Then she married uh, the archaeologist. But it was kind of her experiences during the war periods and then married to her archaeologist husband, the second one, uh, that really started to lead into some of her more famous books, uh, especially because during the war, she worked as a nurse. So her experience in some of the hospitals helped with her knowledge of different components and medicines, as well as then all the poisons that show up in her works. Um, And then uh, going out on digs with her second husband. Uh, You can see some of that influence pop up in uh, some of her later works. Mm -hmm. Thinking like, you know, Death on the Nile type of books and things like that. Uh, And those, she even has a genre called a lock room scenario. Where, right, like all everybody's together in one room. You have to figure out who committed the crime. So uh, the height of crime drama and novels, 1920s and 30s. Has nothing to do with time travel. But, I mean, based on the title, I feel like it worked. Yeah. Uh, So you guys want to know how to play? Yes. All right. So we already know that in this game, we are rival time travelers trying to erase each other from history to prove who the one true inventor of time travel is. But since your opponent has strewn many copies of themselves across time, you may have to murder them many, many times. Uh, choose a first player. So that's not if very it's not- sudden death. <laughs> yeah. That seems uh, it's, it's prolonged to death. <laughs> uh, choose a first player. Uh, it just says... That's what it says. It says, if it's not your first game, the loser of the previous game goes first. Uh, I was thinking maybe the last person, last player to time travel. Uh, there was a joke on the boat that anytime you got into your bed, that was the vertical time machine. Because if you slept 12 hours a day, your deployment was half as long because you were only awake for 12, the other 12 hours. Um, the rule book also states, uh, if this is your first time playing and the opponent doesn't feel the need to read the rest of the rules before continuing, this can be a red flag that it's a copy of them from the future who knows how the game ended and came back in time to change history. Or they're just really, really good at picking up rules on the fly. Either way, you should probably murder them before they murder you. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this is how we're going to do. We're going to do this uh, uh, tournament style. Uh, I've already seeded everybody. Um, the way I did it was uh, I took your wins and uh, gave you points based on the complexity of the win and then did a Monte Carlo type simulation where I ran it a thousand times and took the seeding uh, that came up the most often. So Eric is the number one seed, uh-huh. followed by Kate. Followed by Kate, who is the number two seed. Wow. Uh, I am the number three seed. I MVP figured I was is, last. Is the number four seed. 
so in, in typical fashion, we will seed uh, one verse four and two verse three. Uh, it'll be a single elimination, but we will have a, uh, a game for uh, three, third, third place. Uh, along with obviously first and second. Uh, so BP, since you are the fourth seed, okay. we, uh, oh, and then the other rule we're going to make is whoever the lowest seed is in the match, they will go first. Okay. Uh, so uh, do you want to play the first game or the second game? So do you want to see a game played before you go or do you want to be the first game that goes? First game. All right. So BP and uh, Eric will play the first game and then Kate and I will play and then that will dictate uh, how we do the next one. Can I just say yesterday, Kate was like really into this. She's like, I looked up the brackets and here's what's going to happen. And she's like, so will the team that that doesn't go first get to watch the other team play? Because that will give them an advantage. That is correct. And that's that's why I gave the choice to BP since she was the lowest seed. You didn't say it like that. I had had thought of that. I did not research and was just like, let's go. And then I was like, like, but if you're playing Kiwi, wouldn't you want to see it played? Because he knows the rules. And she's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so uh, the the timeline is made up of three boards. Uh, The blue bordered is the past. The yellow border is the present. And the red border is the future. Each space on a board is the same space on the other boards, just at a different time. Uh, so if you're on block nine in the past, you would go to block nine, in, block the nine in, the, in the present, and then you could go to block nine in the future. Uh, things you do in the past have the potential of affecting the future, including objects placed. Each copy of you acts independently and can travel to different eras, hmm. possibly creating more copies of yourself. The game ends if at the end of your turn, the opponent has no copies in two uh, of the eras in the timeline. Okay, so on a player's turn, you can take the following steps in order. You're going to choose a copy of yourself in the area where your focus token currently is. This is your active copy. If you have no copies in that era, your turn ends here. Then you're going to take an action. So uh, one of the actions you can take is with your active copy, you can perform two actions. You must take both actions if you are legally able to do so. The standard actions are movement. So you're going to move one space orthogonally as long as it's within the bounds of the error board. So obviously you can't move off the board. If you move into a space with another opponent's copy, you push them and you just move them one space in the same direction that you moved. If they move through a wall, you squish them and they are murdered and removed from the board. Murdered copies are permanently out of the game. Uh, If you push them into another copy of themselves, you cause a paradox and both copies are murdered. Uh, if you are moved or pushed into a copy of yourself, yep, that's also a murder. Uh, okay, so that's your wow. movement. Time travel. Uh, if you travel forward, go to the same space in the next era as long as it's not occupied by a player or an object. If you travel backward, go to the same space in the previous era as long as it's not occupied or uh, with a player or object and place a copy of yourself in the space you just left. If you have no copies left, you can't take this action. So we're limited on the number of copies. I think it's seven copies total. Uh, so if you have no copies left, you can't have your active copy travel to the past. Okay. You can only travel forward. Uh, you can only travel one era at a time, but you can take the time travel action again to travel a second time. 
And the same rules apply. So you can't travel to a space that has a player or an object. And then finally, you're going to end your turn by shifting your focus. So you're going to shift your focus to a different area. So if your focus is in the future, you have to shift it to either the present or the past. So you cannot play in the same era twice in a row. Uh, at the end of your turn, we're going to check for a victory. So again, the opponent has no copies in two or more eras. Uh, the players can concede if they think they have no chance of victory. Players can also agree to a draw, in which case the second player would go first in the next game. So in this case, for our tournament, we'll just say that they win. The game itself has a small four-chapter campaign, which adds additional elements. Uh, it does say like, hey, don't open up a box or an envelope until the game tells you to do so. So uh, for this one, we are only going to play chapter one. So all of our games will be chapter one, which is growth, which involves time travel and plants. What could go wrong? Uh, and uh, we'll talk through the, the plant bits when we when we start our game. So those are all the rules. Are we ready for some murder? <laughs> Let's play. We just finished a game of That Time You Killed Me. To recap, Kate came in fourth place, BP came in third place, I came in second place, and Kiwi came in first place. S strategy? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I tried to make sure that I had at least two copies in every era, and then uh, I tried to like strategically play stuff in the middle of the map to force people around the outside, mm. and then there's just a lot of murder. So you had a a plan. I did have a plan. I wanted to make sure I had copies. I I think first whoever starts in the future has advantage because they can they can make copies quicker. Yep. And so I Kiwi duplicated out a bunch, and then I stay alive a bit, and then um, then I like trying to beat him with three people. So I tried not to duplicate myself. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I didn't really have a strategy. I was just sort of uh, the fun of uh, if I made a mistake, I would lose and. I made a mistake, so I lost. <laughs> any Kate, BP? Uh, no, I was not playing with any strategy. I was just trying to play quickly. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know that I really had a strategy, although it did feel a little bit, uh, and maybe it was kind of easier for Kate because uh, Kate does tend to really want to think things through, so it allowed me time to kind of sit and look moves ahead like to look across the board and be like you know where could I go but we kept also getting into like those kind of situations that in checkers would have ended in like a stalemate or whatever um just pushing each other back and forth yeah. whereas with Eric I think because it was the first game I think we were still kind of learning some of the rules not like I would have beat Eric though uh, but I, I definitely was not trying like planning ahead as many moves. Yeah, you could definitely see like you guys didn't use trees very often, but then in the second game, like, I think Kate and I <laughs> used trees a bunch, mm -hmm. and then I noticed in the game with Eric, and then when I saw the board for for you and Kate, uh, there were a lot of trees on there. So I felt like once we saw what the trees could do. I felt like they got used a lot more. Hmm. Mm, my strategy with BP was to play defensive until she made a mistake. And then I really okay. didn't do trees in either of the... You did all the trees in our second game. Yeah, um, I mean, you picked up some seeds, but you didn't plant any. 
All right, uh, theme, did you feel like time travelers trying to murder another time traveler? I kind of did. I mean, there are definitely some time travel elements with the jump in between boards. I, you know, it's pretty abstract. So like you have to like kind of be thinking in that in terms. I think if it was just like a normal game where you could move pieces between boards. I mean, I did like the time travel element with the trees where you plant seeds Mm -hmm. and you can see the different stages of growth going through. Uh, That was kind of neat. And then like removing stuff from the past, having it affect the future. So I felt like there was some element of it, but I mean, it it was generally pretty abstract. Yeah, it was chess on three boards. Yeah, I think the the trees were really the only time travel-y thing, and that was Mm -hmm. the most interesting part, but um, the bulk of it was pretty abstract. Yeah, I mean, the theme, same thing that you guys have already said, like the theme and the mechanic are kind of one and the same in this game. Like the time travel was probably the most interesting part of it, but it was more mechanic than a yeah. theme. Yeah, more, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, table presence, BP? Uh, well, at least for the Tabletopia version we were playing, um, I think just some of the colorations were a little difficult, but uh, otherwise it would go along the same lines of it looks like a chess chess chessboard, three different chessboards. Um, so just kind of meh, actually, for how kind of cool the art on the box was. Although the tree pieces were cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like they could have done more with the little meeple tokens. And mm-hmm. they look like what, like bishops from chess or something? Yeah, yeah. like a little pawn. Like, Sorry, uh, pawns. Pawn, and then if you zoom in a little bit, it looks like they were kind of like distorted or pixelated almost. Mm-hmm. Like they had like kind of been damaged or ripped apart a little bit. Hmm. I think it's supposed to be like, hey, it's traveled through time and so it's all kind of like wibbly wobbly. Yeah, I definitely got that. Yeah. Yeah. In order for it to function the way that they wanted to, they had to keep it simple to some extent, but... Oh, I disagree heavily. Uh, We closed it out, but uh, uh, the the boards could have been interesting stuff. Yeah. Instead of just a black grid. They but if there are different scenarios for the different games, they want to keep it simple. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. You could still have like maybe like crumbling ruins in the back. Yeah. And like, yeah, futuristic like, like the past skyscrapers. Could like more, past could be more like um, not built upon land and things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Modern is modern in the present. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Could have done something. Sure. And then the meeples, yeah, they could have had, you know, some distinguishing factors between the two as well. Could know, have had like, like a little Doc Brown meeples. Yeah. Um, mechanics, Kiwi? Uh, yeah, so I, I I think I mentioned it already, like that time travel aspect with the with the shrubs mm-hmm. and being, you know, plant the seeds, it grows through the future and then you can use it on other boards. Uh, some of the other chapters I looked ahead, there's like statues that you can build and push around and it pushes them around in the future. <laughs> uh, there's elephants that you can teach. And since elephants never forget, your elephants in the future know what you taught them in the past. Wow. Uh, and then their little me- elephant uh, figures uh, wear a hat that matches the color of your side so that you know that they're your elephant. And then the rule book says, just like in real life. Um, can the elephants murder then yes the elephants can murder as well uh and then like the last chapter is kind of a mix of the other three chapters you kind of play them all together Mm -hmm. um so i kind of like the idea that the stuff that you do in the past can affect the future Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was i thought that was an interesting mechanic Mm -hmm. uh what about king of the hill i think that might have been like who had 
the most can. on the can. board. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so it's I, control I, of the the zone. So yeah, like, you wipe some them out of the zone. You're king of the hill of the zone. I think mm-hmm. is the reference there. Yes, I think that is. I think that's correct. It, it 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 was not King of the Hill like the example that we provided at the beginning of the episode, which was mm-hmm. King of Tokyo, which is right. very much what we would think of if we were thinking killing King of the Hill, like the game that many people played as kids. Uh, Kate, mechanics. Yeah, no, I I think that's the one thing that the game really does have going for it. They're like that's what makes it sets it apart from chess. It's very chess like, but the fact that you change your focus each round can only like limits what you can do as compared to a traditional chessboard where you stay in the same place so you you can set something up and then it cannot work out because of that movement through time yeah probably the the trees were the mechanic um (laughs) moving and pushing right yes uh rules uh kate how'd you feel learning (laughs) it was pretty easy to learn uh yeah because it's Sliding and pushing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I didn't find anything difficult to wrap my head around. I, yeah, I don't know what to say. That's the, yeah. the weird rule is that you can only activate one person. And mm. I didn't like that. Um, <laughs> seemed like there was no reason to set up multiples, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. I think just the strategy and trying to think through the strategy might just you know take a, a game. Unless you're you're very already focused for just like ideas, otherwise, I think it was pretty straightforward. There's no cards or anything, so it was just: can I move here? Can I move there? What happens when I push something over? Uh, rule book, Kiwi. Uh, so the rule book's really well done. Uh, there were really good examples. Uh, I appreciated the little bits of humor that they had spread out through the rule book. I know people. Uh, I've listened to other podcasts where people really dislike that. Uh, they don't like, it's just like, Hey, the rules are the rules. Just give me the rules and like do, you know, be done with it. But usually their complaint is, you know, that space that they filled up with the funny little bits, Mm -hmm. uh, you could have put examples, but I felt like there were very good examples in this rule book. So even with the funny little bits, I didn't think it took away from anything. And it just made reading the rule book just a little bit more entertaining. And the funny little bits usually always pertained to whatever that rule was that it was talking about. Um, and you could easily skip over it. And they were very well differentiated. Like they were in like little cursive smaller text mm-hmm. not bold so it it didn't draw your eye but if you wanted to read it you could um and i and i enjoyed that it made reading the rule book enjoyable uh player interaction i mean it's a two player push people into stuff game so i i mean it's pretty interactive watching for people messing right, up yeah. and doing things and thinking what they're going to do so mm-hmm. yeah high interactive <laughs> i don't know how, yeah. what else to call it Anybody else? No, I mean, yeah, no, I think you yeah. Yeah, I have better words for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to watch what your person's doing or you'll get murdered. Uh, would you play it again, Kate? <laughs> I, I always say yes, huh? I, I would probably play it again. I didn't love it. It was not my, um, uh, probably not my type of game. Very surprising that something involving thinking ahead and, <laughs> having a concept of time is not, not a strength of mine um but yeah it i think it, it's a game you'd have to be in the mood for because it's a different type of game um like it's 
it's pretty like you know quiet just strategy game like so it's not even though it's interactive with the other person it's not like it sounds horrible it's not a fun interactive (laughs) (laughs) no yeah it's not like it's not like a socially interactive it's a strategy what are they gonna do like you don't really talk to them yeah but same with chess chess games are really quiet exactly it it's the interactiveness of chess Mm -hmm. um yeah uh bp nah (laughs) kiwi's uh guessing our responses by the way um i've never really been into chess or even checkers for that matter there's just there's better even i feel like strategy games there's better two-player games the theme sounded really great high hopes going in uh yeah same uh we finished the first game and i thought oh god i have to do this again yeah Um, so yeah i mean i moved to the couch i was like oh gosh (laughs) i thought this was gonna be quick yeah (laughs) and then the last game i i walked off to measure things in the other room Uh so um but i want to see about these elephants though so i would i would go through just to just to see the elephants they're abstract elephants that look cool but uh you know you just push people into them uh kiwi yeah, this is one of those games where I kind of figured you guys would be. In fact, when I guessed, I guessed everybody would say no except for me because uh, I wasn't sure. And I, and I, I like, hesitated about Kate. Yeah, I, hes- I, mm-hmm. I, I wibble wobbled on that, <laughs> which way. That's Kate almost would go. as close as a no as Kate gets. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although the last game she did say no. Well, um, yeah. but yeah, this this is one of those games where it's like I hope they like it because I think I'm going to enjoy it. And then we play it and it's like, okay, that's about where I thought it was going to be. And, it, it, and it's a game where it's just like, oh man, I really wish they had liked it more because I really enjoyed it. We'll find but you yeah. some people. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it, it, I like guessing which way you guys are going to go with the yes or no. And I, I base it solely off of like the tone of voice and, and at least with like BP, I can see her body language and I can like see her doing other stuff. So like with you guys, I have to like base it off of like tone of voice and, uh, you know, other things. So I, I was relatively close. The entire time. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've been looking up acoustic when, panels and, uh, when you're playing, yeah, even, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I would definitely play it again. I, maybe, I really liked maybe it. Maybe the kid will like it. No, I don't think he will. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the kid likes games with more themes so that he can mm-hmm. actually get into it. I don't think he likes abstract stuff at all. Mm. Yeah. All right. That was that time you killed me. Uh, so if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, maybe some that feature Agatha Christie, just send them our way. You can do so via email at firstturntabletop at Gmail or Twitter and Instagram at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel says, as he jumps back to the past, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. Uh, After decades of selective breeding, but our top scientists finally managed to create a tree that wouldn't roll away after it was knocked over. Lumberjacks everywhere celebrated with a hearty, oh yeah, I guess that would be useful some of the time. Doesn't really seem worth the effort though. So now that I'm here, what happens on my next turn? You have no turn. Oh no. So I have to go to the future and move, even though there's nothing there. Because I can't take my future self 
back to the present because unless I get murdered. (laughs) 